Hello everyone, I am Alex Majorana. And I'm Sydney Lynch. And this is Little Known Tracks. Today we spoke with Rose, a lo-fi artist from Pennsylvania whose interest in card games almost matches his interest in music. The emotional vibe of lo-fi music sparked his interest in the genre and helped him to find his style in the niche. He uses his music as a creative and emotional outlet, inspired by the fragility of humanity. While he's constantly working on new music, he hopes to release a full EP by the end of the year. Without further ado, Tell Me What You Want by Rose. Uh, Jason Capola, thank you so much for being on with us today. We really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. Honestly, it's awesome. So the first thing is card games. I know you play a lot of card games, um, but explain to us the card games that you play. Yeah, so I have, I guess I have decks for a couple games laying around. Um, my, I guess, priority game or my, my, my real go-to uh Dragon Ball Super, the card game. Uh, basically, Dragon Ball Z, and then their sequel series, Super. And it, it encompasses all the shows and movies and video games. It hits on characters from everything. That one's been a lot of fun for me in the recent years. We, I, I want to elaborate a little bit, right? Because we've had people say they play card games like several times, and it's never like trading card games it is not once ever when someone says card games been trading card games <laughs> oh no way okay oh yeah sorry i guess i should elaborate yeah you're um, you are the you are the first <laughs> <laughs> and whenever we see that alex always gets so excited because we're like oh we can talk Never about is. card games and then it's always like Blackjack, fish or like yeah. Poker, please. Those kind of card games. Um, yeah. But great games. I do. I, trust me. I, I, I fancy the occasional trip to Atlantic City. I'm not going to lie. Um, but trading card games. Yeah, that's where we're, that's where I was at. Uh, they, they, they take so many aspects of so many different skills, um, starting from just like understanding the knowledge of the card pool, which cards are available, but all the way to like the mechanics of the game and what 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 skills will um in turn make a, a card viable or even um maybe overpowerful uh overpowered you know there's there's so many aspects that go into taking a 5000 card pool you know boiling it down to a 50 card deck um 
and then outplaying 500 other people who had the same hope, right? To, to take some kind of mixture of these 2,000, 5,000 cards and, and mix it into something that works, works well, works consistently. And honestly, one thing I always strive for is fun. The, the deck needs to be fun. Sometimes when a, a new card is revealed or a new, a new deck comes out, it's like, wow, that's really strong. Everybody has that idea on some cards. You know, they're just too powerful. When a card's too good, I, I don't like playing it. I'm kind of a like an anti-hype beast. And it's not personal. I don't mind hype beast. I don't mind the hype. I just... I'd rather find it on my own time, you know, come up with something unique, not something that's just being uh, talked about by everybody. For some reason, I, other for my um, opponents, people I live on the other side of the country, other well-known, respected players. And I, I like to think I've gotten to the point where most of the top players do know who I am and uh, kind of what to expect when playing me. So I enjoy that, but I, as some of those other, you know, peers, those competitors, they'll, uh, I remember one of them was like, dude, have you ever considered playing a good deck? <laughs> like, well, no, of course not. <laughs> I have to make it myself. I don't know. I like, I like the aspect of deck building. I think it's fun. I think it's half the, half the game. Um, you got to come up with something. If you just copy what somebody else is doing, it's never, it's never quite as fun. So when you started playing these games, did you imagine you'd be as involved as you are now? Because you participate in tournaments and you, you know, are super involved. Did you ever think you'd be as involved as you are? Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. Especially not with this one. So I, I mean, I used to play Yu-Gi-Oh! back in the day when I was like, yeah. And 13 or everyone did. And you know, my brother, he's like five years older than me. He he played it around that time too, because it was fresh and it was fun for everybody. It, I mean, card games always are. Um, if you give them, if you give them the thought and really try, they, they they're pretty fun. Um, it's like a board game, you know. But uh, so basically, yeah, he was older than me, but he played the Yu-Gi-Oh too. And a few years later, I'm in college. I haven't played in years. He was still playing Yu-Gi-Oh. I dabbled a bit, but at one point, you know, I'm. I'm coming on 23, 24 at the time. And I was, I had just moved in with my brother, my older brother, right? And he had mentioned to me, you know, did you see Dragon Ball just came out with a card game? I was like, oh, really? He's like, yeah, it's brand new. Apparently it's awesome. I was like, okay. We immediately went out that night. It's like the first or second night I was there and bought a box each. And then we're like pulling cards, opening packs. Oh, look, I got this. He's like, oh, I got Cell. Cell was really good at the time, and he knew it. He's calling his friend Tyler. And it was just fun, something that passed the time. You know, I haven't lived with him in years at this point. And, you know, we went to the local just to see how it goes. And you know, I did decent at the first one, and I thought that was fun. I was like, <laughs> okay, let's, uh, let's go back next week. What are you doing? <laughs> and the, it really just snowballed from there. After a few locals, you know, you're meeting new people, having fun, getting some kind of, you know, positive, it's reinforcement, you know, there's a better word for it, but um, getting some good feedback, you know, it's great. And, you know, the locals turned into, hey, you know, Virginia this weekend, there's 
this there's a regional 300 plus like who you trying to go and it's like oh god yeah i'm trying to go <laughs> i'll take the time off work right now I'll submit my pto um <laughs> and then you drive down with four or five of your friends jammed in a car you got a hotel or an airbnb book it turned into airbnb later in our careers um but it's it's a weekend you get new restaurants a new town i mean i've been to boston and i've been to columbus ohio uh richmond virginia i've been up in new york like everywhere on the east coast at least um i have friends that fly to florida or california for events but um just the experience every weekend every big event it's a a, a new town a new restaurant a new place to stay meet new people try again and then there's the yeah then there's the actual competition itself that you've prepared for you get your 50 cards your 15 card side deck you've thought about all the options what most people are playing that's what we call the meta that's like the field what most people are expected to bring um there's people that bring meta there's people that bring specifically anti-meta they think if they're gonna play that i'm gonna play this they won't see it coming i guess i would fall closer to that um i like to i like to counter the, the meta i think i find more enjoyment in that personally uh but it's no i did not expect to be <laughs> as involved as i was it started as a a fun night with my brother and the guy it really just snowballed from there <laughs> Dragon Ball is what got you like super back into card games again and got you as involved as you are now. So I assume um, we can say that Dragon Ball is something important to you enough to make you go buy a lot of cards and get as involved as you are in this. So tell us a little bit about like your interests in that, maybe some other animes or something along those lines. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I'm, yeah, growing up in the 90s, I think a lot of us were into Dragon Ball. And, I mean, it was awesome, man. They're flying, fighting, screaming. They're shooting these giant laser beams. And it's, you know, we're, we're, we're talking 93, 95. Like, what, that's not on TV anywhere else except, like, Cartoon Network, 1030. Like, let's watch that. Like, that stuff's dope. <laughs> um, and that was, I think, a real introduction for for anime in general and then yeah as i was getting older you know you just obviously i never lost i mean i had every playstation game budokai one two three this but all of my brothers i i'm one of four four boys i got three brothers um and we, we were all into dragon ball i'd say even even the one who's probably less than all of us i'd say definitely less than the rest of us he still went to see uh, battle of the gods in theaters when it came out with us Cause he's like, yeah, man, I'll go see a Dragon Ball movie. Let's go. Like who wouldn't? Um, so yeah, I, I think Dragon Ball was huge. I've obviously, I found other animes. Yeah. Obviously Naruto is amazing. I love Tokyo Ghoul as well. Like I'm saying, I got a little Kaneki face mask I used to wear. Funny story about that one. I actually bought it before the, the pandemic. I bought it as like a Halloween thing. Like that, that same year. I guess 2019 and uh, I, like, I got so much more use out of it than I ever imagined I would have <laughs> yeah, right. anticipated um, but yeah and, and the, the idea I mean I have t-shirts I have from like 
just the, the the strangers you meet when you're wearing a, a Goku black tie-dye t-shirt. They're like, sick shirt. And you're like, thanks, bro. <laughs> and he's like, it's, it's the, the most random people you'd never expect. And it, it does feel like there's a there's a common bond amongst not only Dragon Ball fans, but anime fans, you know, it's there's a lot happening there and a lot a lot of people appreciate it. So I think I think Dragon Ball is the big one that we focus on because of not only the card game and that you're playing it, but like you have music and um <laughs> One of one of the songs you have released on Spotify right now is Kamehameha Wave or Kamehameha True. Wave, however you wanna, <laughs> however Maybe. you'd like to say it. So like you obviously have some inspiration um, there as well, drawing that into your music. Uh, so tell us a little bit about how that kind of uh, mingles a little bit those two yeah. interests. Uh, it's yes. So I love that question. Great question. Um, I think with with the between the two, I mean, in music, when you're when you're trying to create something, you really have to lock on to your your feeling, your goal, your intention with the song. I mean, there's you can get lost lost in it really really quickly um, if if you don't if you don't hang on to what you're trying to do. And I think you know you. you a lot of that same feeling that that intent that that you know anticipation like um uh, i think you can connect to to those kind of serialized shows like that like, like like dragon ball you know it's like oh my god he's building up like they're they're charging it up like it's about to go down like i mean this they, we're talking a show that you know is iconic for having five episodes where, <laughs> where he's just charging up and the fight's about to begin and it's you know real life in the show it's five minutes but it, for us it's two and a half hours for some reason um but no just that build up that the anticipation I, I i think is is fun it's always you know waiting waiting for for something big it's a tough thing i mean and yeah you know, i sit here surrounded by these things too like my figure set up and you know there's there's certain ones you get for gifts and the ones you love like oh my god i love that that episode and it's that moment and you're like all right that's awesome and you know something i got for instance on command man i wave i i just looked over and i had gotten this super saiyan 3 son goku gt from for my little brother for christmas this past year and i was like that is like my favorite that's like one of if not my favorite forms of him and I was sitting there and I was struggling with like, you know, trying to get somewhere on that song and it helped. And I was like, that's, it kind of just fit for me. It, it, it felt right. So when did you start making music? When did you start getting involved in that whole world? Uh, honestly, not, not too long ago. I've, I'd say my interest in music as, as, you know, as an art, I think grew while I was at college. I, I lived with some artists and uh, some musicians, and I met a lot of interesting people. And I wanted, I wanted to share in that. And I, I didn't know how at first. I mean, I, I had guitars. I started learning again when when I was living with them, and I still do play the guitar. I, not, you know, I'm not as locked in as as uh, most you know amazing guitarists as you see. They 
they're so talented. I, um, I like my rhythm guitar, you know, I play some acoustic, I'll dabble on the electric. I, it was never, you know, perfect for me though. And, uh, I, I, I enjoyed it. I still love listening to music. I found so much comfort in so many songs over the years. Um, I felt so connected to people I've never met. And I, I started, I finally, you know, maybe three or four years ago found, I guess, cons the consideration to, to start producing on the computer and, and, and really, uh, it, it opened up a whole new world. There's, there's an unbelievable amount that you can you can control and 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 adjust and and so many sounds and so much that you can you can do. It's really the an entire world is open and God, it's been great ever since. I've, I mean, it really is. It's it's like therapy for me. I, I, you have one. You have an off day. You got some thought you can't get out of your head. I'm gonna sit here. And I'm going to see what comes out from the other end. Like, <laughs> um, and it has been great. And, you know, one of the best things about it is, you know, seeing, seeing support from other people is always going to be amazing. Like, yeah, I've had friends from years ago reach out to me asking me, like, oh, my God, like, what do you use? And tell me that they, you know, I inspired them to, to do something else, like to, to find something that, that they really wanted to do like we get caught up in life doing a lot of stuff that we don't necessarily want to do and when you find that thing it it really it means a lot and if if i show one person not even i might not even know them but you know give them some kind of hope to do that thing or find that thing that's that god that pays back a million times over you know you you talked a little bit about like you you found the computer and you found that like you can actually do so much more on it how did you find that like how did you find the computer like what softwares did you start using how did you start to learn how to do that yeah great question so uh i guess it kind of just hit me like a lightning bolt i guess one, one night i was like you know what i should i i, I started on logic I, I logic specifically, I guess, came to me. I really don't remember the exact inspiration or or moment even, but I remember going on Craigslist one night and looking up MacBooks because I wanted to download and install logic. <laughs> and um, I did find one and my, my cousin, he's a he's an artist. Uh, he's he's fantastic. Shout out to another day's armor. Um, he's their lead guitarist. He's fantastic. And I was asking him some questions because I've seen him use it before. And uh, I, I think I found a 2012 MacBook Pro, like 400 bucks. Um, I ended up immediately texting the guy. I found it. You know, 2012, this is you know, three, three, four years ago. That's not very, not pushing any li limits or anything, but I, I did find it. And I was, you know, unfortunately, you know, I'm not ashamed to say I was down on my luck at the time. There was probably a better place for me to put my $400. In retrospect, that's not true. I mean, I, I, I led to so much more than I ever could have imagined. But yeah, I got that, that MacBook. I still have it to this day. I, I used it up until like six months ago. Everything I've done had came off of a 2012 MacBook using majority stock logic plugins. Um, 
there's so many options even in that. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's, I, I understand that there's more, but I want to see what's here first. Right. And, I, and it's, it's fun. And I, I use a couple others um, output by arcade that that's a fantastic app on there. Um, they've done a lot for me. Um, but yeah, basically getting started on that, that old MacBook and yeah, a couple of YouTube videos, but you know, really just trial and error, you know, uh, plugging away at it. I've always been good on the computer. I think, you know, as long as I can remember, I've worked for AT&T. Um, that's my daylight moonlight job. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, it, it really started just making sense from there. I've now since upgraded to a, uh, I got one of the new Mac minis with the M1 chip. That's been great. Got a good deal on it. Uh, Costco hooked me up. That was nice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's been fantastic ever since. Uh, she kills it. Um, it's, oh yeah. I, 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 on the, on the, the laptop, it was, yeah, I maybe get, 10 or 12 layers on a track and it's quitting and I have to output everything to an audio file and I can't really go back and edit it as much as I want to and it's like I was making it work on that thing and yeah getting a little bit more freedom is has been pretty rewarding uh, it feels great so why did you end up doing like lo-fi like doing beats and stuff like that like how did that become the music that you started to mm -hmm. produce so that's that's great. I mean, lo-fi is uh, it's it's new, but I think it's got a lot of you know influences from you know, it's like jazz even and blues. It's it's the slowed down. It, it even if it's not it, it it's always put me in a place. I think we've all been watching that lo-fi girl scribbling away at that pad. You know, I I, I think there there's a lot going on there and i think it is attracting a lot of people currently and especially myself but it puts you in that place i i've always you know i've always pushed uh struggled with depression and anxiety and all that i've god i've been there um luckily today i'm better than i've ever been but for some reason i personally still do find comfort in um some of the some sadder material whether it's movies or stories or something it's a i don't know i i feel like if you're comfortable with the bottom you really have nowhere to go but up <laughs> um but but yeah i think lo-fi really helps encapsulate uh, some of those sentiments i think uh almost almost perfectly and lo-fi is a pretty like comprehensive genre like to the point where there's a lot that can be considered lo-fi how did you find your um style within that genre i always like the trap beats right trap like hardcore drums and rolls and clicks those are great and then the, the bass i love love the deep basses when you feel that in your car it's just like comes all the way through your body that's where i'm trying to be hit that the deeper bases get some nice some nice drum kits hitting and then i'm always been a fan of like the female vocals more or less right um kind of 
it, it hits those higher registers and it it's more ethereal uh they, i like where that puts me i like where that how that makes me smile uh and i think that's all you can really try to do as a musician try to make something that you're proud of and hope that someone else might enjoy it um <laughs> it's you don't expect it you just hope <laughs> but yeah that's i i think most of my music tends to go kind of towards that description some things i'll push the edge a little further maybe like get a wider gap in between like a wider pause or breath and kind of hit something deeper maybe a little 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 darker a little twisted more unexpected that's fun too that's like that's my angst coming through i think uh i do enjoy some good kind of punk pop punk rock uh, any kind of like you know your metal core even like a lot of good angst man that's where it's at that's the money um <laughs> So I think China hit, hit both of those. I think really, I mean, it, I, I, I think it, there's something there. I think I could find something there. So you talked a little bit about, I think like some of the like musical, like inspirations kind of, and things that you pull from and stuff, but what are some things like outside of music that kind of inspire you to do that? Like to continue to make music. My family is always a huge inspiration. Um, growing up you know we had the four of us right my me and my three brothers and you know various ages tight in there and we all grew up that's where i spent most of my time you know growing up i uh again not ashamed to say it not the most popular kid growing up but you know i i played my xbox i had my my group of friends you know we we weren't out there doing all all the fun stuff just yet but <laughs> we had a good time and i think you know keeping that kind of humility and really keeping a family that only and truly wants the best for you coming from always a place of love that's you know, i could definitely say that about my mom and all my brothers and my dad like they're they're all they all truly want the best for each of us i think and uh i think that always helps you know it's it's fun man we're all here for a reason i i guess another inspiration i i <laughs> this is way other left field <laughs> um god i find a lot of god i call them youtube holes right like certain things that will just like grab your interest right i'm not calling them conspiracy theories because <laughs> but like there's the one in particular there's the human race, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to make it brief. <laughs> the human race, we've been around like Homo sapiens with our exact brain cavity size, like our body shape, our DNA, our, all of it. Like we've been around for almost 300,000 years. We got fossil records, all of that's confirmed. Our written human language, I'm not, you know, I'm saying Homo sapiens, us have been around for 300,000, not Neanderthals, not before that, like Homo erectus this like right our written language has been around for like eleven thousand years eleven three hundred thousand right like <laughs> that timeline is pretty huge and when the ice age melted right the ice age ended abruptly 
11,800 years ago. In a span, they can pinpoint it to within months. It could be the weeks abruptly ended. Over 50% of the, the Earth's ma uh, massive mammals went extinct. Saber-toothed tiger, woolly mammoth, all extinct almost immediately. And the ice age ends. Earth's temperature rise almost immediately. A lot of theories, a lot of people are looking into the idea that maybe a meteor may have impacted the Earth of roughly 11,800 years ago. That date and time, coincidentally enough, lines up exactly to Plato's written records of the sinking of Atlantis, to Noah's Ark from the Bible, um, every major religion speaks of a great flood. What better to cause a flood than the massive melting of these giant North American ice sheets? The idea that maybe, uh, we, we believe this idea that life originated in Africa and only really made it over to the North Americas uh, once the ice sheet melted and they could walk across the land strip we're now finding records of human life tools um caves drawing toys in america 50,000 years ago 20,000 years ago different dates spread across i truly believe the human race may have been restarted roughly 11,800 years ago things like that the idea that truly could just wake up one day and a meteor is coming right and everything, I'm talking in 10,000 years, if the earth stood still, you know, got me obviously kept spinning, but all else equal, everything stopped. In 10,000 years, steel would degrade, wood, everything would come one with the earth again, cars wouldn't exist, all literally have been absorbed by mother earth at that point. So we see 300,000 years of remains of us, our brains, our DNA walking around here. I don't know how you go. Might have been kind of smart. <laughs> and, you know, they lost it. And I I don't enjoy whatever time we have because you don't know what's coming tomorrow. You never do. Whether it's, God, it for, God forbid, an accident of any kind doesn't have your coming and restarting all of humanity. <laughs> and just try to stay safe, you know, hope for the best, try to help other people. It's those are the kind of things that keep me inspired that, that life is short. I don't know, there's so much that that has happened and so much that will happen and so much we don't know that it's just fun to think about. It's just fun to think That's about. It's a lot of inspiration yeah. to draw from. Um, you talked earlier when you were talking about uh, like card games and stuff like that, about like the kind of community and things of that nature and like a lot of the feedback you get um would you consider like working with other people making music like trying to like build some sort of community there you know what i mean absolutely absolutely and god i would hate to to feel like i would ever come off as, as otherwise I, I i would love to work with anybody anybody that would that would want to work with me i mean I, I I do think we could come with come up with anything awesome. I I myself am not a vocalist by trait, so I, I've tried. You know, the tracks are on my computer. 
not going to play any of them. <laughs> you won't see them on Spotify anytime soon. But I, I, I think, you know, everything we've ever done, anybody has been done with the help of, of someone else and help of friends and, and help of a community. So, yeah, I, I think that would, I would love to get into to building a community of music or becoming part of one. So what are some things that you have in mind for yourself uh, music wise for the future? You know, I would love, I'd love to get, get a, a real, a real EP or at least not, it doesn't even have to be a full album, just a solid EP with, you know, five, six, seven tracks that again, I'm proud of and, and ready to put out there, get, get a cover, get, get some real true inspiration on it. And you know, they, they do take time. And I, like I said, I'm not, I'm not super seasoned yet. And, you know, but I, I'm, I'm hoping to get there soon. I'd, I'd love to get there by the end of the year. Um, if not, look to 2022. Hopefully we'll see a, a decent full-size release from Rose. I totally forgot 2021 was happening right now. And I was like, man, 2022 is so far away, but it's really not. And that just really freaked right. me out. You, we're, we're more than halfway <laughs> yeah. done. Right. We're halfway done 2021. We're not talking 2020. 2020. No, I have no idea what time we just had right the, like where we are right now or what's going on. This conversation today. Yeah, it's like, we, we, I think we had the, the longest collective year of our lives in 2020. And now the rest of them are just yeah. going to start click, clack, clicking again. And <laughs> it's going to be nice. Uh, well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so... One of the other things was that um, on your social medias and stuff, like on Instagram and whatnot, you have a lot of like these like shorter loops and bits and stuff here and there. Uh, do you intend to use them for anything like bigger? Like, would you want to like take some of those old projects, revamp them a little bit um, to maybe work for the EP or just separately or just not even worry about them? That would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be great. Especially, I, I do like the one EP I have on YouTube. Um, love the cover for it. I think it, it has a lot of good intent. That was maybe the first month or two I, I, I was working on a computer. So <laughs> it, it may not be the highest of quality. I'm not telling you to go listen to it. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think it had a lot of good intent and I would like to touch it again. There are songs that, you know, I forget about. Like I'm... I am the kind of guy that I take every day as a new day. And, you know, sometimes when you, you are looking to get something out, you know, you're in that mood, you're like, I gotta get this out. Sometimes you don't really feel like going back to an old feeling because it's, it, it might not be related or you, how are you going to find, it'd be harder to find one that is related. I think, I guess that might be a good idea, but it's, it, it, I, I like I like to start something new, so I haven't gone back as much as I like to yet. Um, but I I would I I do do envision that in the future. That would be awesome. Um, Sydney, do you have any other questions for Jason? Jason, where can we find you at, online? Where can we follow you? Where can we listen to all your music? Uh, I, follow me on Instagram for now. I think that's where I put most of my content. Uh, definitely follow me on so on instagram it's at still rose or sorry rose x music r-o-z-e x music at rose music on 
Instagram. Follow that for now. You'll see all my updates coming from there. Um, you will find me on Spotify, Apple Music, Rose. Uh, look up the Kamehameha Wave, and you should find my uh, you should find my artist page. A um, couple tracks on there, but uh, again, we'll be looking at something bigger coming up here soon. Great. Um, once again, um, thank you so much for being on with us. This is a good time. Yeah. Oh my God, guys. Great. Thanks for, for bearing with me. <laughs> you know, let me get my rants out. It was fantastic. I appreciate being here so much. This has been Little Known Tracks. Thank you so much for listening. If you or a loved one want to be featured or know someone who should, send us an email at littleknowntrackspodcast at gmail.com. Also, do yourself a solid and follow us at LKT Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. See you soon.